Hi everyone, welcome to episode two of the Bitter Gallery podcast. My name is Pat Byrne and thanks for tuning in. On today's episode, we have our first guest, Ashling Hennessy. Ashling is a leash-based artist and she just chats to me about her career and we also talk a little bit about a documentary that she was part of a couple of years ago. So without any further delay, we'll crack into the main part of the podcast and I'll be back at the end. That's recording there now again. So, uh, yeah, welcome to the podcast, Ashling, and thanks a million for being the first guest on it. So just to get started, if you'd like to introduce yourself and maybe talk us through how you got started in art and your background in it. Cool. Thanks a million, Pat. Um, I didn't realise I was the the first the first of your guests um, <laughs> on your new podcast. Well done on it. It's a great um, it's a great way for us all to stay connected, you know. But yeah, so I suppose um, yeah, I would have started. Uh, I did my BA in fine art um, back in two thousand. I did that in Galway, GMIT, the Clinmore campus. You know it well, Pat. And yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, got, did my four years and did my time. And then I specialized in paint and print. At the time, it was kind of a double um, du- a double diploma. And then you went on and you did your degree as well. Um, so that was, uh, yeah, it brought me up to 2004. And I suppose at the time, yeah, there was you know, I was very young, so I didn't kind of even consider that I was going to be kind of doing this, you know, 20 years later, but I suppose that's the way life works, you know. Um, but yes, I went on and I did my my HDIP in art education then in Crawford, down in Cork, um, in 2006 to, to 2007. Um, and that was great as well. So uh, I became pregnant while doing that and managed to finish it. But I suppose life since then has kind of brought me on different paths you know because of of course being um, a single parent and whatnot and needing kind of different supports throughout life also so yeah and how did you find studying in Galway Ashling? because like at the top like when I started I think they'd split the paint and print but like it had a really good paint department in it like oh it did yeah I mean Michael Minnis um you know, he was there. Um, there was an, another tutor at the time. I think she was on. She was doing a master's at the time. I forget her name now. I can't believe it. But uh, yeah, Fiona Murray, uh, Blaise Drummond, and Mike Minnis were there in the paint department. And you know, it was brilliant. Really, really good support. Um, we had a lot of freedom as well um, to kind of explore. You know endless possibilities in that beautiful library. I mean, I, I do still have dreams about that library in Clonmore, and. Yeah, I suppose at the time I was kind of working, sorry about that, um, at the time I was working a lot, figuring out my process. Um, I was going through a lot of emotional stuff at that time too, so my art was definitely very cathartic and it um, kind of went hand in hand. Um, and yeah, it seems like a lifetime ago and it is a lifetime ago now, <laughs> but um, just being able to explore it all, you know, I mean, I did a good bit of print also at the time, so I suppose sometimes in my digital work, you'd see the overlapping of layers and which I love, you know, how you can kind of um, overlap and kind of find different kind of depths within um, the digital side of things too. So um, yeah, yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, yeah, no, because when I was there myself, uh, I think in third year and fourth year, Michael Minnis was my personal tutor and Fiona was my personal tutor and fourth year, like they were great. Like the tutors in Galway were really good as well. Yeah, they're brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, just there, you mentioned your process as well, and just like 
you'd have it on your social media sometimes as time lapses, but like you paint a lot with painting directly with your hands nearly more than palette knife or brush. Like kinda of, how did that come about? Um yeah, so I suppose <laughs> It's just that I felt that paintbrushes were kind of getting in the way at, at some stages throughout it all. Um, I kind of, I wanted kind of a very tactile approach to how I paint because it felt it was more immediate. And yeah, I suppose I just kind of, I just got stuck in really. It wasn't kind of like a mad conscious decision. It was more intuitive and it's kind of, um, it stuck with me really. Um and I suppose it's kind of working in the elements, which I love. I suppose that's where, when I was in the Shedio, um, that's kind of the space I used to work in, a shed converted into studio, yeah. hence Shedio. Um, and I suppose I really went for it then, really, with with, with my hands and the paint. And um, I would have eczema on my hands naturally, like my whole life. But uh, so it doesn't really, it's not, you know, the best option (laughs) but at the same time I still (laughs) I can't help it you know it's kind of weird I suppose you know it's this thing I I can't help but do it that way and um it uh yeah it helps to kind of sometimes I find how the paint is on your hands as to on a paintbrush it has um the way it kind of blends in especially acrylic obviously oils paint oil paint would be a different story but the acrylic it blends in so much nicer when you're using your hands than any other, you know, any other kind of palette knife or sponge or whatever, you know, it just, it has a different movement and it's all about that for me. It's so therapeutic, you know, the way I paint and um, yeah, it's really kind of kept me here in many ways, you know. Yeah, I just kind of really just embracing the medium completely almost like. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, you had a story up there, uh, it was a time lapse, sorry, of a, a painting in process and you were using your hands and it was just, just seeing it come together, it was mad, like it was really cool, like watching you working on it. Thanks. Um, it's ner- Yeah, like, I, you know, I suppose sometimes you have the confidence just to kind of do that and then other times it's like, you know, total hermit, staying away from <laughs> all of that and posting, you know, a couple of times a day, I suppose it the way it is at the minute, you know, people do want to see how the artwork is created or they do want to see who you are and they do want to kind of get a feel for, you know, this person behind this canvas, you know? And I, I think, um, with social media, it does kind of, uh, it does help, you know, it's not yeah. easy though. Yeah. No. Like, and like with the lockdowns, like, did you have, um, any exhibitions postponed or anything or workshops? No. No, well, I suppose I had been, I had done um, a few, I had done two kind of abstract art days in um, Black Hill Woods um, retreat in Abbey Leaks. I had done two um, last year and, or the year before last, God, I can't remember now. And they went really, really well. Um, And I suppose, yeah, it was on the cards to perhaps do some in 2020, but I hadn't kind of banked on it because it was kind of... um, do you know, I think if you overdo something, it, it, people kind of lose, you know, you have to kind of keep the interest going, you know, and to build up. So I think I was going to do them maybe twice a year, that kind of thing. But nothing was set in stone, you know, but uh, yeah. I had no exhibitions. No, I hadn't um, planned any. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I remember seeing um, photos, all right, of the workshops and like you were working with pretty big groups, like and the work they were creating was great. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, I suppose, you know, 
kind of showing people how you create and then asking them to go and try it themselves. It's different than paint by numbers because paint by numbers, you know, you kind of, you have a certain specific color palette and then you have an image in front of you and then you li- you're literally just kind of replicating it. But when it's kind of more an intrinsic and you're kind of asking them to kind of choose colors that they- reflects their mood or reflects kind of something about, or even, you know, if kind of more superficial, like if they wanted to create something to suit a room, whatever, it's, um, it's harder <laughs> to get them to, I suppose, have the same for it to have the same impact, really, like, you know, it's not paint yeah. by numbers at all. But um, I think a lot of people, a few people came to it the second time, which was like amazing. The second, you know, I choose so someone came to the second one. And um, yeah, so that was like, that to me was brilliant, you know, that they kind of enjoyed it that much. But um, no, great feedback. And it was as well, like, I mean, Ailish and Simon um, and Black Hill Woods are just wonderful guests as well. And I mean, we went out for a walk in their lovely um, woods and all of, you know, I suppose it was the experience as well as the painting, you know, it was the whole package kind of thing that I think worked really well. Yeah. And it just, uh, like, even like talking about abstract art, like, and working with people like that, abstract painting is so difficult. So it's like, it's not, it, it's so hard. It's like you're saying, I know it's just like I remember back to fourth year, like when Michael Minnis asked me at one stage, "How do you know when the painting's finished?" And it's like there is no definite answer that you can give. It is completely down to how you feel about the painting at that time. Like that's a completely yeah, yeah. I mean, the amount of paintings that are I overwork, and if I had to step back five minutes prior, you know, <laughs> like yeah. there's always that fine line. Um, but it's, it's, again, it's kind of trusting the process, you know, and the more you do it, the more you kind of hone that skill and it's kind of your eye is more able to kind of decipher, you know, okay, there's, there's a, there's a balance in this, you know, it's kind of balanced in all the elements and it's, it's not, you know, it's not um, clashing with anything and it's just, yeah, it kind of, my eye feels happy looking at it. <laughs> that's, yeah. <laughs> that's what I have to go with. I have just to trust that, you know, and it, it might sound so, I don't know, la-di-da or whatever, but like, or yeah, but that's it. Yeah. That's how I work, you know? Yeah. And just going back to college, just before that, did you study in Abilique's as well before college or did you go straight on? Um, no, yeah, so I, I went to Balafin, um, Patrician College Balafin, and I went straight on to Galway. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so I um, initially I was hoping to do industrial design in NCAD, and that was kind of, I was very set on doing that, um, very kind of technical minded, which you wouldn't think when looking at my art, but I am, um, <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> I have a good grasp on you know how things work and kind of functionality and things like that and that was the plan but then um it just didn't work out I think I went back down to pass maths and I kind of went feck what's what's next and um so then I was thinking animation and Dunleary because I was very kind of um you know I kind of liked doodling and drawing faces and all that kind of stuff um and I got in there I think after my 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 leaving cert but I chose to go to Galway um I went on my own didn't know anyone I was 17 heading down there um yeah yeah 
what an experience, do you know? So no, I no, yeah. no PLC course, nothing. Just kind of just went for the interview and my yeah, yeah. But like fair play, because like seventeen, that's really young. Like oh yeah, heading off to college in Galway. Yeah, there was no um like TY back then. Anyone. Yeah, no, like um, because like. Yeah, that, I don't know. That's da- that seems so daunting now. Like even just to think back to being that age and going that far away from home, not knowing anyone, <laughs> you know. I know, I know. Um, always a bit of a wanderer, kind of always really kind of yeah. do my own thing. So, um, I mean, I had an older sister and brother who, uh, you know, were in college as well at the time. Don was in Maynooth and Shane was in Carlo, and you know, when you kind of see your your siblings kind of off doing it you're like oh it's my turn you know so there's no you know if I was yeah. an only child and I had none or whatever it might be different but um my parents are very you know they gave me a wide berth and kind of let me do my thing so um I'm very grateful to them for that you know yeah definitely um but no I, I can't imagine because like even like I was 20 when I went and I was I felt really immature like but again having done the PLC course I think it was eight or nine I was went up so kind of you know still new people heading up like that's yeah, fair play yeah. like that is so brave like <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's the thing I think and I'd always say to my daughter you know um never be afraid to kind of try things on your own and it kind of leads you down different paths than you might not necessarily have chosen because you know you can kind of transform into you know you, there's no facade you know you can just kind of delve into it as um as who you really are, you truly are, you know? So, um, that's, yeah. 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 Cause you know, I suppose that's the thing you always have like a stick, not a stigma, but like a different persona from who you were in primary school and secondary school. And I suppose it's kind of leaving that behind you and kind of setting yourself free a bit, you know, heading off into. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. Um, just as well with the work there, you just touched on, uh, your digital work and, just on Instagram, you do post a good bit of it as well. And do you find like there's similarities then between the, the digital prints, say, and your paintings, like kind of crossing over? Because sometimes visually, like it feels like there's a real kind of connect between the two. Or do you try and keep them to be, or do you try and keep them slightly separate, like and different? Yeah, again, it's kind of, you know, it's not a mad conscious decision to have it one way or the other. I think you know, I, I, I'd need to go for my walks daily to kind of help the noggin. And when I'm out there, I just see things in a different way, or I look at things from a different perspective and I'm always taking photos, um, constantly. And I suppose then when I might look at a piece of like one of my paintings and I kind of zoom in close and I'd see textures or I'd see movement like clouds, but not like, but not actual clouds. And I like kind of, yeah, I suppose having the two of them kind of overlap, they become, it kind of has another narrative, you know, and um, I think it, it it's really inspired by poetry as well. A lot of my digital stuff, um, I find I kind of connect it a lot with words from poets and like Mary Oliver, or my friend Annette Morskeen, she's a, she's a writer too. And loads of things like that is kind of inspires where the digital work comes from um but then when I'm posting it I mean I I'd have like 10 images that I'd have maybe ready to go or to post or to add to my website um 
and I do it kind of sporadically, kind of not all at once. So yeah, it's kind of, it's, um, that's the thing I suppose about the digital world and social media, it's kind of drip feeding or <laughs> I don't know what you call it, but it's like not putting it all out there all at once. It's trying to kind of curate your page that it kind of looks cohesive and it's kind of, you've thought about it and, and then adding in bits that kind of relate, you know, but. Yeah. I love the one that, um, I'm not, I'm really bad with titles work titles but I love the one you have I think it's your profile picture at the minute on Instagram where you've worked your self-portrait into it as well it's really cool thank you yeah yeah um I used to do a lot more of that kind of when I was younger and kind of say with um when I was doing my dip we had to do a lot of portraits and things like that for visual aids so um I really liked yeah kind of overlapping and kind of seeing kind of the different um do you know it sends it sends you know the whole narrative of the image into a, another dimension and it's make, makes people think and yeah double look you know double yeah. yeah yeah definitely um thank you and just there you were just saying there sorry about uh like heading for walks and that like and you do post images on your instagram as well uh of like some of the some of the walks you do go for in the woods and like kind of i find kind of some of your paintings have that kind of real wildness almost to them like the kind of <laughs> They, they almost strike me as like almost like an aerial view of a forest or something sometimes like yeah I don't know. yeah I kind of feel that way um it's hard to explain you know but it's it's you know you're kind of you're there walking in on this earth but there's so much kind of up and around you and beyond you and it's um I suppose a spiritual experience sometimes not every yeah. time but when I feel inspired or you kind of, I suppose my connection to the earth is quite strong and it's it's gotten more strong over the last year since lockdown, especially. And it's it's about kind of the stillness um, of the mind kind of in sync with the stillness of nature. And when you kind of get to that point and you can't rush it or you can't try to make it happen, but when it, when you do, you know, I suppose that's kind of, my kind of I, I don't know what you'd say it's my my enlightenment you know that's kind of um and then that kind of does flow then through my digital work as well yeah my photos and stuff like that but it's you know it's, it's very fairy but like I guess well, you know it links a lot to my mental health and you find a purpose and a meaning to these things that yeah is your own, you know, that not, you know, other people don't get or mightn't understand, but you kind of, you make it work for you, for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just, you were saying there as well about, uh, like the texture in your work and like with lockdown kind of basically putting a, a bit of a halt to all the f actual exhibitions you can ca call into like how do you feel about kind of the rise of like these kind of virtual exhibitions that have been popping up for different you know to replace them almost yeah I mean I think they're great I think you know you can't beat you know the real thing though it's like anything you know um yeah. but I suppose for the times we're living in it's it's a, you know, a needs must, you know, um, and I know there's a great exhibition on at the minute, uh, the virtual one through the, the Dunham Maze and a good few of my, my, my peers, they have stuff, they have work in it and some beautiful, beautiful work. Um, you know, I think it's a great, 
way to showcase your work, but um, I suppose I don't, I don't have any plans on exhibiting through that way um, right now, you know. Um, I think uh, I'm lucky enough that I'm, I'm selling quite a lot without having to do that, you know, and I, I have been yeah. for the last year. Um, and I suppose, yeah, that's the thing. If, if my work was going in a different way and I, I needed more exposure or whatever it may be, you know, I'd, I'd be kind of looking at, looking to those avenues, but, um, luckily enough, I can just kind of keep going the way I'm going and it's, it's working out for me well. Yeah. Deadly. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, I, I think they're good, like as well myself. It's just, I was kind of worrying, like, would the end up replacing the actual real life exhibitions because they're so easy you know mm. you don't have to transport to work anywhere but I don't think that'll ever happen I hope not anyway. <laughs> no like I think people you know need kind of people you know and they need those experiences in real life I mean I mean the whole world the whole kind of idea of virtual reality scares me to bits like it's not something that I ever kind of want to <laughs> replace yeah. reality with you know no thank you Whereas, you know, some people are totally cool with that being, you know, the way we're going and the 21st century and whatever, but it's too strange for my brain to kind of grasp. Um, so yeah, try and keep myself in reality as much as I can. It's hard enough as it is, but, you know. Yeah. No. Um, and then you were part of uh, Road to the RHA, the documentary that was on RTE there uh, last year, was it? Or back during the summer, I think, was it maybe? I can't remember when. Um, it was 2019, yeah, the summer. Uh, well, <laughs> the filming was 2018, 2019, but yeah, it went, um, it was broadcast in um, 2019, yeah. Yeah, so what was that like featuring that? Cause yeah, that was cool. cool. Like, I mean... The way it all happened, I mean, a cousin of mine, John Hennessy, um, knew the producer and he posted on Facebook something like, any artist interested in being involved in a documentary? And she was like, ah, sure. <laughs> so I just, um, <laughs> that was it. And he had your man, uh, Mark, Mark McLaughlin. He had Mark's, um, you know, a link to his, me his messenger or whatever. So I just messaged him and... Yeah, he got back to me. Um, and this was, yeah, like my story of having kind of gone through the the ringer with mental health um, throughout the year. Sorry, now my dog is barking away in the background. Oh, you're fine, you're fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she wants to get a word in. But I suppose that was it. Yeah, I, um, I suppose I knew that in a way, like my art had saved me. It sounds very cliche, but it had saved me in so many ways um, from the brink of no return kind of thing. And I thought, okay, well, sure. Listen, if I do say this out loud and if I do kind of run with it and they do fill in me, what, you know, what's the worst that can happen? And there wasn't anything. It was only going to be exposing kind of, I suppose, a, yeah, a bit about myself, but at the same time it might connect others to, art and it might connect others to um going and talking to someone or you know whatever it may be so that was it really yeah they we started filming they came down and they looked at my shadio and we talked a lot and stuff and the producers Hillary and Mark and you know I wasn't actually sure at the time whether or not they liked 
me or <laughs> my story or my art. Yeah. But uh, they got back to me then and said, yeah. So um, I didn't know who the other artists were at the time either. Um, God, if I had known, I think I would have run for the hills because they're so <laughs> good. Jesus. But um, yeah, so they filmed, yeah, came down and they filmed uh, two separate days, um, the beginning of a piece and then kind of how I was kind of developing on with the, the piece. And then, yeah, a good few interviews about me and how uh, my experience of, you know, being in a, a mental health hospital, how all that kind of worked and how it impacted on me and my work and my life. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. heading up to see the the premiere was nerve wracking, you know, um, I knew at the time that obviously I didn't um, get through <laughs> to the RHA, but <laughs> it was still an experience I'll never forget, you know. Yeah, and like, was it daunting having like? Cause it can be kind of hard if, if there's someone looking over your shoulder while you're working. Like, did it affect the process while you were there, or were you able to? Oh, absolutely. Just, yeah. No, no. I, um, the work that I mean ended up going in. I can't even remember the name of it now, but it changed like five or six different times from what was filmed on the show because I was so doubting everything about you know, my practice, who I was. There was a lot of that after the final um, the final filming. Um, but, do you know, I suppose that's it. It's kind of a, it's a lesson, a life lesson. I, I kind of realize now it's like, you know, just to kind of be more confident in myself. And I suppose I was only kind of really starting out then. I was getting a good few commissions. I was selling a bit, but I wasn't really, I hadn't kind of, thought too much about it I was just doing it and whereas now I have more time to kind of reflect and be a bit more have a reflective practice as well as you know yeah taking on the big commissions and going for it you know because um that's what it's brought as well I mean not all of it but I I did get a good bit of attention from it and a good few sales um which has been fantastic you know but I suppose you know it's it's about keeping the work going as well it's you know I could just kind of stop and not <laughs> create but then that's not who I am either so yeah no like I think you said in the documentary didn't it it's like painting it is like breathing like you kind of have to do it like yeah I'm sure you feel the same you know it's kind of like it's um it's part of who you are now you know um you kind of ch- it's like a vocation you know some people kind of choose a career um and they you know, just kind of live their life alongside this career. But I think when you're an artist, it's it, it becomes every part of you, you know. And yeah. it is like breathing, you know. And um, I know if I don't paint for a day or two, it's like <laughs> I'm not I'm the happiest gonna... person. <laughs> I was just going to ask you that, like, do you find like if if you take a bit of a break from it, you start getting just really hard to be around like just because yeah like do you, yeah. do you ever worry that like what if I'm not able to do this anymore what if I go back and I'm not able to paint kind of thing I think there's always going to be that you know it's I'm sure musicians have the same fear um or anyone who, yeah. who in an arts in the arts um it's kind of it's like a muscle you know that you do need to kind of stretch and you do need to work at it you know but there is always that fear, of course. And I think that's what 
is the exciting part every time as well, because it's, you know, you have to live with that in your life. You know, you have to live with that kind of, you know, um, it's a bit of adrenaline as well. It's all these different kind of chemicals that we're kind of creating when we're, when we are creating, but it's um, to go there. It's to go and trust as well on something, some divine <laughs> intervention that will kind of keep it all flowing, you know? Yeah, it is that like kind of thing as well. Like you're saying, like that little bit of a burst you get kind of when you go back and you're like, oh, Christ, did I create that? Like that's, that's kind of cool. <laughs> you know, like you surprise yourself like. Well, Jesus, Pat, like your work, I mean, come off it. It's like out of this world. Like, can't, like Thanks. I remember the first time seeing one of your paintings um, and it was in the exhibition in the Dunamis that Rebecca Deegan curated, um, A Painted Other World. And I actually, yeah. I, I literally could not believe that that was a painting. Do you know, I literally thought it was a photograph and then they saw the like kind of the surreal bits, you know, and the, the narrative and the mythological kind of all those things. And it was just fantastic. Couldn't believe it. Uh, th- thanks a million, Ashling. Thanks. But, uh, yeah, no, it's just uh, kind of slowing down a little bit during lockdown. But other than that, it kept still tipping away ahead. But like, like yourself, though, you just kind of have to kind of keep going ahead, don't you? Like, it's, are you are you finding it like hard to kind of create work? Do you know, because at the minute there's no real deadlines. Are you finding it kind of hard to kind of keep up the creative process, or are you just consistently just working away? Regardless? Yeah, I, I consistently just keep going, keep going at it. Um, I don't know, I suppose I see it not like a nine to five, but I see it as it's something I do every day and that's it, you know, um, like, you know, I'd have an odd day off here and there, but otherwise I, I paint every day. Um, and I'm lucky, like I've commissions coming in. And so when I'm not creating work, say for myself, I have other pieces to, to work on. And, um, so it's like, yeah, it's kind of, it's not a well-oiled machine yet, <laughs> but <laughs> I suppose, you know, I I do know that I need routine. Like, I really do need routine. And so, like, at the minute, my daughter Mia, she, um, she's in sec- secondary school, she's in first year, so she's at home on the laptop working. And then that's my time when she's kind of in school, in commas, I'm painting, you know, and that's, we have our lunch together then, and then she's back up on the laptop and you know so I suppose and even when she is in school I'm the same I'm out painting and I just kind of I suppose that's it you know I kind of I focus my day around her routine as well and that's what works for us you know yeah yeah so are are you uh based in the art house in Stradbally still or have was that a residency that ended um I suppose that was a strange one because with the lockdowns um I had to kind of call it a day um because I'd have to go in and out a lot and I suppose being a single parent I needed to be with my daughter a lot too and she wasn't allowed in um because they were only kind of allowing the artists into the art house at the time and it just became very tricky and I, I found I wasn't even there sometimes it was just once a week and it was only for maybe two or three hours and I kind of knew as well like I mean another artist would you know, kill to be in that space, to be able to have the light and, you know, stunning space. But for me at the time, it just wasn't the right time, you know, which is unfortunate because 
um, yeah, I needed to be with my daughter and um, it just wasn't, it wasn't really working, you know. So uh, yeah, I left, I was there from January until September of last year. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, no, that was a nice run. Like it is a good space, it's a great space as well. Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, the light in the studio is just, oh, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's yeah. the dream. It's the dream. I mean, to have a space like that again, you know. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. We're pretty lucky to have, like, a facility like it or in leash, like. Completely, yeah. I mean, I think the arts office, I mean, they've been great and very supportive to me and a lot of artists locally. Um, and I suppose there's scope as well for more independent spaces, I think, to be maybe opened up too. You know, I think um, there's a nice network of artists kind of, I know it's through the Art House, the Art House Collective. I mean, they're they're a super crew as well. And I would have been involved in the kind of forming of that group. I wouldn't be as involved as I used to be just because with my own work. And um, I've kind of learned from over time that I kind of work best doing my own thing. <laughs> Which yeah. sounds very weird, but like, I think too many, what is it, too many chefs, but anyway, no, it's a fantastic group of people, but it's, um, do you know when you know it's your time? So, I mean, I love being involved with the group, but I wouldn't be as heavily involved as I used to be, but you know, there's scope for other groups to start. And, uh, you know, I think it's the catalyst that we needed in Leash, you know, yeah, um, definitely. and who knows, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, because like there's there is, it's it's kind of bizarre like given that it's a rural county, but there's a lot of artists in Leash. Like we have a good little network there, but it's just that we're all so far away from one another that it kind of it can be hard to stay in touch. And the way things are, it's kind of easier than ever to feel a little more isolated, isn't it? Like, oh yeah, yeah. I suppose that was it. I I kind of. Um, I would have always kind of kept quite close with Rebecca Deegan. Um. And, you know, we would have kind of swapped ideas and not ideas really, but like, I don't know, even materials back, you know, over the years or just chatted about our process. And I mean, we work so differently, but still, it was nice to know someone who's kind of has the same struggles as me, you know. Um, and I suppose since lockdown, you know, she's busy doing her thing and, you know, it's all very strange. So, yeah, I suppose it's kind of vert the virtual kind of. Um, friendships and connections yeah. are more important now um, than the real life ones, you know, which is, which is sad, you know, but um, it is how it is. Yeah. It can feel yeah. isolating, but then I think we're kind of used to <laughs> being quite isolated naturally anyway, because how we choose to live our lives, you know, um, yeah. it's my experience. Yeah, no, I, I kind of had it said, and I realized, like, it's not, you know, you don't, you don't actually have that many people in the studio. You're always in the studio on your own, pretty much. <laughs> working away, so it's like, it's like <laughs> uh, so I was just going to say to you, Ashling, there, um, you just spoke about like your mental health and how painting has helped you, and I was just wondering, like, uh, do you know if there was people like say that like suffered from mental health, like? and had maybe seen painting as being therapeutic and if they had any sort of apprehension about actually picking up a paintbrush and just starting like what would you say to them like would you just say just go for it or um yeah I think it's 
it's important to kind of give it a try at least, you know, um, it might not be for you, but at the same time, it's worth a shot. You know, I think that's the thing with creating, you know, it's, it's just kind of, I suppose, about kind of being in the moment and being present. And I think that's what painting can do, um, or anything creative, but so whether it's, you know, just paint by numbers or whatever it may be, um, I think it's worth a try, you know, I mean, not every painting is going to hang on your wall and none of, not all of my paintings hang on walls, you know, they're a good few of them are hidden behind couches and up in attics and whatnot, but it's, um, sometimes it's not even about the finished product. It's about how you're feeling as you're creating. And I think it's, um, it's a special way to kind of help yourself through whatever you're facing. So that's it. Yeah, I think it's a great way. Um, I remember when I was in St. Pat's that, you know, it felt strange going into the art room because being an art teacher and being an artist, I felt like, you know, I'm not going to get anything out of this because this is what I'm running away from. And this is what I having a crisis about at the time, you know, um, but it was the best thing for me. And usually it was the chats amongst the other patients that kind of were or not, you know, depending on the mood, but it was just about being in the space and kind of committing to kind of being there for whatever length of time. And no matter what you created in that space, it still allowed you to try something, you know, put a mark on a page. It's, you know, you're, you're doing something for you. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly like, isn't it? Like it's, it is like at the end of the day, you are like, you're painting for you. You know, yeah. like obviously it's nice to get good feedback on paintings, but I mean, I think if you start paying, painting, sorry, kind of for someone else, it just, like, it'll kind of just bring the whole process to a complete halt, won't it really? Because you'll, you'll be questioning everything you do. Oh, and there's that. I think, you know, you probably know yourself with commissions, like when, you know, you have a, a brief and all those kind of jazz, it does feel very restrictive, but then... I suppose I've kind of come to the stage now where I, I do say, well, this is what I do. And this, you know, I'm not going to paint um, whatever it may be, the sleeve blooms. Like, I mean, I can try, but it's not going to, you know, here's another artist. Here's a name of someone who I think might help you. Or, you know, I think that's important too, you know, to yeah. honor your, your own um, your own style of creating too. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Like, um and you said something there as well. I can't remember who the person was, but um, I don't know if you ever listened to the Distraction Pieces podcast with Scroobius Pip, but there was someone on one of the uh, older episodes and they said that like art is the nearest thing we have to actual like real world magic as well. Oh, wow. And I thought, <laughs> that's class. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just... That's <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I mean, like... Uh, what else is there? I mean, you can take a photograph and then it's, it's there. It's instant. It's kind of with one click of a finger, but I think with painting, you know, it's like, it comes from this other space in your mind. And I mean, like with your work, I mean, you set up these shots and you create this, but at the same time, it's, you're the magic maker, you know, you're going to create it from paint. It's not just, I suppose that's it. It's, I love hearing that. That's such a cool way of looking at it all. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I'd never heard it before that either. Like, but I was like, yeah, I'd hate that. That's cool. Like, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, kind of, just one other question. Then, really, Ashley, I suppose, where can people find you online if they want to see your work? Kind of at the minute, outside of an exhibition space. Um. So yeah, I do be on Instagram. Um. Ashling Ashling Hennessy artist. Um. My website ashlinghennessy.com. And then, yeah, Facebook as well, um, Ashling Hennessy Artist. But uh, I haven't kind of gone the Twitter route or the LinkedIn route, although I am, I'm on them, but um, I don't really use them as ways to kind of put my work out there. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's how people can find me. Deadly. Well, thanks a million for being on the first episode, Ashling. And I'll get, I'll definitely get you back on down the road at some stage as well to hear watch up to hopefully when we're back exhibiting and stuff cool thanks so much Pat no problem and I was uh I think I'd mentioned it to uh Jen Donnery as well um and you just said there as well that you were one of the founding members of the the Leash Art House uh collective so I was hoping to maybe do a special where I'd maybe get some of you on like so yourself and Jen and was Rebecca involved in that as well um she would have been yeah yeah, um, yeah I think so. they're working a lot on um, another project at the minute. I think they've gotten funding. Um, I wouldn't be involved in this at the minute in the group at the minute. So I'm in, like I'm a, I'm a member, but I'm not involved in kind of what they're working on at the minute. So I'd say that could be quite interesting, actually, what they're doing yeah. at the minute. Yeah, yeah, deadly. No, but I'll, I'll definitely get yourself back on at some stage as well for another chat and cool. uh, see how things are progressing. Like and um, yeah. Deadly. Thanks a million, Ashling. Awesome. Thanks so much, Pat. Really appreciate it. Class. Thanks a million. Stop Bye. recording. <laughs> so that was Ashling Hennessy. Um, I just want to say a massive thanks to Ashling for taking the time to talk to me on the podcast. Make sure and check out her uh, social media links uh, at Ashling Hennessy Artist on Instagram and Facebook. And her website is ashlinghennessy.com. Her social media pages are just a really good place to see her process because she posts plenty of videos of uh of herself working on paintings and also just showing work in progress so make sure and give her a like and a follow and check out her social media pages uh if you want to follow the podcast on social media it's just at bit of gallery on twitter and facebook and you'll be able to stay up to date there on kind of episode releases and kind of yeah any news following the podcast uh, I'll be back next Wednesday with episode three. Yeah, three with a new guest. And uh, yeah, I will chat to you then. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.